Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. My name is David. And I'm Sherry. We are following up with a really good series we have going on about anxiety, which I'm hoping a lot of you are relating to um, the help part of it. Yes. And getting some good ideas and tools. Yeah. And I think the great thing about this is you don't have to have anxiety to benefit. Right. Right. You can... Um, you can use these things to reduce your stress levels. You can use them for anxiety. You can use them for panic attacks. You know, there's a lot of different spaces. Just, you can use them just to have a more grounded, centered way of life. Yeah, I I think everybody should be using these no matter what. And so hopefully they've been helpful. And if you've been following along, you've been anxiously waiting. (laughs) This episode, maybe because we well, let you... only if they haven't been using the techniques. Because if they oh, yeah. have, then they're not as anxious. Or, or they find that they need more body first techniques. That's because true. Top down is awesome. You just tend to need to be more calm. Um, mm-hmm. Your body can't be really worked up and triggered yeah. hard. Or a little bit more so well. of like the processing through. How can I improve my thought patterns? Yeah. And this is more, okay, let's calm your body down. Probably should have done. Probably should have done. Bottom up first. <laughs> first. Well, here we go. Sorry for the wait. Here we are anyway. <laughs> so if you remember anxiety management techniques, the concept top down just means you're thinking things very specifically. Right. Um, to help lessen the anxiety like ABC, like the Cole approach, like mm-hmm. these things we talked about. Well, today... We want to talk about bottom up, which again references just using your body first. Yes. Which often when anxiety is really bad is where you feel it first anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, your heart starts racing. Your heart's racing. You don't know why you breathing. weren't thinking anything in particular. Your body just reacts. Mm-hmm. Stomach, all those different things. Yep. So bottom up approaches. And again, these are not in any particular order. And the goal with these would be the same as the top down where you pick a favorite and then practice that for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So hopefully hearing these, um, pick one that you really like and practice it for a little while. But we'll start with breathing. Yes. This is sort of your, I tell my clients, this is the first thing in your toolkit or first Mm -hmm. aid kit for anxiety is breathing. So breathing just basically means focusing on your breathing, become more aware of your breathing and pace your breathing by slowing it down. Mm -hmm. Often when people are really worked up, you can tell they're not breathing. I mean, they're 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 almost hyperventilating. Or they're hyperventilating because they're breathing way too fast and shallow. Yep. And so we want to slow it down, breathe deep into your belly, slow your pace of inhaling and exhaling. And so there's different techniques for this and lots of things work. Mm -hmm. Um, One technique is you kind of time your breathing 
Um, it's called four, seven, eight. And what that means is four seconds to breathe in, you hold for seven, and then you breathe out for eight. But you can definitely do something like four, five, six, mm-hmm. where you're not holding quite as long or breathing out quite as long. The box breath is also one that is doing that regulation. So four in, four hold, four out, four hold. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that's easier to remember is box breathing. Yeah, box, and then you can extend that if you want to make it a rectangle, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Breathe in for six or hold it for four, breathe out for six, hold it for Rectangle, yep. Right, but box, box breathing, just four, 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 four. That's an easy way, um, easy way to do it. Yep. And you kind of want to breathe out more slowly than you breathe in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the points here. That's a good um, idea. And something that I really love that maybe you know about breathing, but haven't heard of this one. This is called vooing and it's really cool. And it's doing a humming tone or, uh, vibrating your body basically when you exhale. So you mm-hmm. take a deep breath. Demonstrate for us here. Yep. And then as you exhale, you go, that's a tone that's comfortable. You could do any tone at all, but you're vooing and you're vibrating your chest and it feels very comforting. It's like humming. Yeah. You can do a hum sound too, or you breathe in and then you, and you can feel it even vibrating Uh in your body and vibrating in your head. And that's. A very calming sensation. I feel better. Do you already. feel calm? Mm-hmm. You feel more calm. I do too. <laughs> you imagine imagine doing this for a couple of minutes. Yes. I mean, your body. There's something we don't know why exactly, but your body likes vibration. It's mm-hmm. very soothing, and maybe this has to do with developing um, when we were an embryo. I don't know, but yeah. something about vibration. And it has a lot to do with pressure too, which we will talk about later on because there's some really cool pressure techniques. But first things first, I would say open your toolkit. Breathing's got to be right at the top. Yes. Breathe, slow down, focus on your breath, become more aware, and that will help. Yeah. And even making just more noise, like when you breathe, especially with your exhale. So even if you're not maybe humming or... Um, just on your exhale can still do a lot of those, um, calming things Mm -hmm. for you. So making noise when you breathe again, and some of those sounds, if you, you know, if you've ever heard what it sounds like in embryo, right. With the heartbeats Mm. and stuff like that, there is kind of that, that sound, that happens. And so that can be a, be a very calming, uh, calming sound as well. Yeah. So, and the great thing is you can do that just about any time, right? Like if you're right. noticing your breath, if you're <laughs> focusing on your breath, nobody knows, like you can do it in the bathroom. You can do it. You can do it in a crowd, in a crowd, in a meeting right before you give a presentation. Yep. Yeah. You can do it while you're driving and all of those types of things are just that you just, just practice it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like we were saying before, like find the one that you like practice. I mean, this should be one that you're doing anyway, Yeah. but <laughs> in it addition really to, right. But, but what we'll find is, you know, 
what you want to do is be practicing these not just when you're feeling really stressed and anxious, but right. regularly because yep. you just have this load that builds, you know, throughout the day. And so if you're taking these moments, these just five minutes, three minutes, um, several times a day, you're decreasing that load and you're keeping it from going super high. And if you recall, we've talked about dailies and a big part of dailies yes. is mindfulness. So hopefully there is part of your day every day mm-hmm. where you're just breathing mm-hmm. and practicing breathing well. Just because you're alive doesn't mean you breathe well. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> oddly enough, right? Yeah. And even just in the last couple of weeks as, as, um, as we're working, as my brain is working on healing from the traumatic brain injury and things, just noticing that as I'm doing it even more and more and more, um, that I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be really hard because when I start doing this, they're like, oh, you need to do this a lot during your day to decrease the cognitive load mm-hmm. on your brain so it can heal. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, like I don't have hours more in my day, <laughs> right. right? This is going to take so much work and so much time. And um, what what I found is, because they've had me start rating my energy levels throughout mm. the day, my my cognitive energy, my physical energy. And so what I've noticed is they'll in now that I'm doing that as I just take five minutes to breathe, focus on my breath, and I've also really focused on um, isolating the part of my, like finding that part of my brain that, um, struggles, uh, with my TBI and re- like specifically looking at and focusing on relaxing that, but literally like five minutes I can go, I can have a two point five to 10 minutes. I can have a two point spread in my jump in my energy levels, mm-hmm. which is, that's big, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a five to a seven, you know, That's statistically significant for it's sure. It's statistically significant. And that was really helpful for me to realize, oh, I can do five to seven minutes, you know, here and then five to seven minutes there. I don't have to do three hours to really notice significant right. results. Right. So just keeping that in your awareness, because I think sometimes we look and we go, oh my gosh, if I have to like sit and think about breathing, you know, it's, oh, it's going to be so hard. And it's just, I have to do all or nothing, right? Like we can get in some, some of those patterns, but realizing no, literally five minutes can make a statistically significant difference. Mm -hmm. I think that's helpful. Definitely, It certainly has been helpful for me. She knows what she's talking about. Yes. You know, <laughs> Having she's to do referencing her history, which we've talked about in past episodes, but she's been through a lot. So, yeah. So we were just talking and mentioning mindful mindfulness, right? And that's kind of our second thing that we can focus on or we can use as a bottom up approach. And this is a concept of, of shifting our focus to specific things. So shifting our awareness from internally what's going on to externally, um, but being very mindful about that space. So, um, when you do that, you're noticing what things you can control 
you're also just bringing your awareness. And when we focus our awareness, that shifts things for us as well. So it, it helps us focus on our internal locus of control. So how we do that is first you want to kind of do that internal breathing work, right? You close your eyes, you breathe, you notice how that's coming in and out of your body, where the breath is going, how that feels usually, especially this time of year, it feels cool. The Mm -hmm. air coming in is cool. And so noticing that sensation, noticing your heartbeats, noticing what's going on in your gut or other parts of your body. Mm -hmm. And then still keeping your eyes closed, shifting externally. Like what are you um, hearing? What are you feeling in a tactile way? Mm -hmm. Um, What can you smell? And just notice those things. And then you can shift back inward again and externally. And it's this sense of that I have control. Right. Right. An internal locus of control. I have control over what I'm choosing to focus on and choosing to be intentional about. And it also is a very grounding space because you're finding what's going on internally. And you're noticing that. And then also noticing, hey, I can leave that awareness and look outside as well Mm -hmm. and focus on that. So it's, it builds that confidence in the control that you have of your environment, um, which can be good on both ends, right? Sometimes it's the external stimuli that it's too much, um, or things that are going on outside of us that are too much. And sometimes it's the internal we might be feeling pain or we might be feeling stress or distress in some other way. And that can build and build and build. And that can feel like too much. So when you have this moment of going back and forth internally, externally, it's that sense of control you're giving yourself. Right. So this is almost kind of a blend of a top down and a bottom up. Mm-hmm. But this is a good one. Just, just feeling in control of where your focus is. Mm-hmm. is a big one. And this is a lot like one we're going to talk about here in a bit, um, using our senses or grounding. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about that one, here's another really good one yes. that I like, tapping. Now, this will sound familiar to um, a lot of my clients where we tapping is literally just that. You are tapping parts of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some really cool techniques on this. One is EFT called yep. Emotional Freedom Technique. Yep. And you're tapping through on important, specific parts of your body where we've learned that energy yeah. tends to kind of flow. Yeah. Which... Almost kind of pulling from a little Eastern medicine. Yeah, which um, we didn't really space. buy into a lot of, you know, Western medicine until we've done some tests. And the body has energy lines. Yeah. We've learned this now. So it's a real thing. I, I love that so much. It's like, oh, they've back, you know, Eastern medicine. They've known this for forever. Yep, acupuncture, <laughs> acupressure, those lines through the body. They've done research on them and they actually exist. And those points have significantly more energy flow than if you were to move that point. You know, if you were to move the where you're measuring that energy, if you were to move it like a half an inch, it's mm-hmm. completely different. It's just night and day difference in the energy levels of those points. So it's so cool. It's fascinating. To know that, nope, that's, that's legitimately a thing. 
and where they say it is. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's like they figured out where this was. Yes. And so that's where we tap and you'll actually gently be tapping on different parts of your mm-hmm. body. And if you want to, probably the easiest way maybe is if you want to Google or go on YouTube and search emotional freedom technique, there is a lot of really, really good instructional videos. Yes. And once you figure out different tapping points, you can do this on your own anytime. Mm -hmm. And if you feel yourself really worked up, breathing is almost always a part of all of these, but start breathing get yourself away from everything, sit down and start to tap through these points. And with just a few minutes of tapping, um, if you take an assessment before and after, you'll find that that numbers come way down. Yes. So fascinating. And I think a lot of those spots are actually on those uh, vagus nerval, vagal nervous system points as well. So again, you're stimulating that relaxation, that moving into rest and digest, like all of that away from being heightened and, you know, thinking and doing and all of that. So it's, it's interesting how complete, like this is very, very legitimate in the science, um, Mm -hmm. because you're stimulating and, and taking time on those points that are actually going to help your body ground itself, come back to itself and all of that. Which is awesome. Very, very cool stuff. And it just feels good sometimes to tap. Really, it's very comforting. It does. One of one of the tapping points is kind of right where your collarbone, mm-hmm. your on collarbone joins your yeah. So you got sternum, two, one on either side, and you just tap, and you just tap that there. Point, and and it's oftentimes so you can find them, and you'll you'll hear this probably in the videos, but you know you'll notice like a little soreness in that spot, um, and that can be an indicator that that spot wants some mm. attention too. So, but it. it it legitimately, like, I really want to do it now. Like, I was just talking about it. I'm like, oh, I just want to tap, like, in between my eyes and on my cheekbones and under, mm-hmm. you know, those, there are really some great things there. So, a really cool, um, scientifically based, right? This is not like woo voodoo type no, stuff. <laughs> this no. is very legitimate um, and can help with some of that emotional grounding. Okay, next one, very common. Uh, but moving your body, what (laughs) exercising, moving your body, just doing something different, but getting the blood flowing through your brain and your body that it helps to flush out the distressful hormones and chemicals that we are building up as you, you know, sit and get anxious about things. Right. So. We always talk about this. Everyone always talks about exercise and movement, and it's it's very helpful to help flush out some of, of what's going on. So, I mean, even if you just drop down and, you know, do push-ups or jumping jacks or mm-hmm. just, just anything like that, it's not like, okay, now i got to stop everything and go for an hour run, um, but just something that can quickly flood the brain with different chemicals and wash out those ones that have been distressful can be really helpful. Yeah. I mean, we're just now beginning to learn more about energy because we haven't been able to measure it very mm-hmm. well. I mean, it's hard to measure, um, but movement exercise helps change the energy. Yes. Which is important. So, and everybody who exercises gets it, right? Because sometimes you're so upset, you have to exercise. Yes. Sometimes that's the only outlet. And yes. And it works. Yes. You feel better when you're done. Yeah. And, and obviously you don't have to get to extreme spaces, yeah. but I, 
I remember very key moments in my, um, in my life where I could feel myself going into a very like dark whole space. And I had just that very clear moment. Like you can choose this, like you can go there or you can get up and run Mm. and go running. And I did. And it made all the difference. Yeah. And you know, it's hard sometimes like that particular, the one particular moment I'm thinking of right now. Um, it was like 10 o'clock at night and it was raining so hard. The rain was coming sideways and people who know me know I'm not a huge fan of being cold, (laughs) but it was such a clear, I just knew that that was, that was the choice. Hmm. I had to move my body sufficient. And at that point, I, you know, I hadn't been feeling very well for, for a while. And I don't think I had even exercised for probably over a year. And I went out and ran like eight miles. Hmm up and down hills and whatever. And it just, like my your body, body just reached the point of needing it. It needed it so much and I didn't have a problem doing it. It just was like, yes, this is what I need. So, so it, it's, it's a critically important thing. And even if you, you know, say, Oh, I'm not, you know, in shape, I can't do a lot. Do, do a little bit, even, yeah. even like some gentle yoga flows. Um, where you're just changing your shape and moving yeah. through things uh-huh. can be helpful. It doesn't have to be kill yourself. Yeah, Although that's a real fast way to change the <laughs> energy and the like chemicals force, in your brain. Kind of a forced way, but yeah, exercise or movement. So mm-hmm. it can be stretching. Yes. It can be things. This doesn't have to be, you know, really hard things, uh, just physically different yes. kinds of things or pushing your body a little bit. So just stretching. Yes. Like yoga or. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think stretching is a, a beautiful way to move through and like just stretch those muscles, get things a little different. And again, those chemicals and things that um, are released and help move the other ones that are stuck through your body. Really, really helpful. Yeah. And I love uh, what David says with this is to pay attention to how every part of you is feeling when you're doing that. Just pay attention to those, what's going on. And again, so what, what are you doing when you're doing that? Oh, you're being mindful, right? You're shifting <laughs> your focus. Yeah. And again, as you're doing both of those at the same time, that anxiety is going to decrease because your focus isn't there as right. well. Yeah. So. Yep. Once your attention shifts, um, anxiety tends to shift. So. Mm-hmm. Um, another one we've talked a little bit about this is using your senses or just grounding. So not to cover too much of what we've already said, but I want to give you some ideas. Yeah. Basically self-soothing using your five senses. So for example, you can look at pictures, make a space or room pleasing to look at or to be in. You look at nature around you, um, browse through a store, looking at things. Mm-hmm. You can, with hearing, listen to soothing sounds or music, sing a favorite song, hum again. That does a couple of things like the breathing. Mm-hmm. With smell, you know, a favorite soap or shampoo or perfume, uh, candles, open the window, smell the air. Essential I have lots oils. of oils. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> oils is a big one. That should have been um, first on smell. Yeah. But 
Um, eating, you can imagine, eat your favorite food, treat yourself to a dessert or suck on candy, chew your favorite gum. This is all eating. Touch, take off your shoes and concentrate on feeling the ground beneath your feet. Um, I think yeah. something that's really helpful is to try to spend some time, Dr. Kevin Skinner uh, always talks about or talks often about grounding where you put your feet, no shoes, yep. on, on the ground, the ground. and just get ground. those negative ions to help balance your body. Yep. That's a good one. Um, that would, yes, barefoot. You barefoot. That barefoot. Definitely. <laughs> walk around, pay attention to what it feels like. And again, yeah, the dirt. In the dirt. Dirt, ground, like anything not in your... I mean, yes, you can do this in your house, but if we're talking about releasing the negative ions and stuff, yeah. that has to be earth, earth. Like, like grass, dirt, cannot be cement or, you know, the carpet in your or wood floor in your house or anything like that. Yep. You can soak your feet. You can get a massage, mm. comfortable chair. One of my favorites definitely is rock in a rocking chair. <laughs> yes. That um, is one of your favorites. I'm a real good rocker, always have been. It just feels very natural to me. That helps a lot. Um, hug someone, wrap up in a blanket. We're going to talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about that here in a bit. Um, or take a hot bath or shower. So yeah. all of these things are grounding in the sense that it pulls you into some strong sensations in your body. Yes, yes. And as you're thinking about, so kind of this, it's kind of a piece of that mindful awareness and focus combined with this five senses, um, is I recommend the three by three for clients a lot. And that would be, you're going to notice three things that you see, three things that you hear and three things that you tactilely feel. And it doesn't matter what order you do them in, but you'll just notice, okay, I can see the plant. I can see um, the mountains outside the window. I can see David rocking in his chair as we record. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I love it. Yep, he does. <laughs> um, you know, and then you hear, I can hear the sound of my voice. I can hear the air conditioning. I can hear the clock, right? And then what do I feel? I can feel my fingers touching each other. I can feel, um, my sock bunched up inside my shoe, which is actually kind of annoying. And I can feel my, my feet pushing into the ground. Right. So it just focuses your attention. And this is again, like we talked about with the breathing, this is something you can do anytime, any place, driving, standing in line at the uh, store, really anytime and it kind of focuses and you can do it multiple times in a row as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just something that again, kind of pulls from both of those categories, um, and kind of a, a succinct kind of way. So the next one is progressive muscle relaxation. Oh, this is a good one. So if you've done guided meditations, they do these a lot in guided meditations. Um, and this is really helpful. You don't have to have a guided meditation to do this. You can do this on your own. So you can tense. This is involves tensing a muscle group as tight as you can. And then you let it release. Right. Awesome while you're breathing. Yes. So you can start with your extremities. Um, 
you can go kind of in order like hands, forearms, biceps, you know, feet, calves, thighs, uh, bottom, stomach, chest, shoulders, neck, face, head, and you just hold them each for 20 seconds. So you want to have it real, a real good solid period of time. And then you take a deep breath and release it on the exhale. <laughs> it feels really good. It does. You see how if you are doing this seriously, mm-hmm. it will not take very long before you are completely arrived in your body, grounded, yes. focused on what you're doing, and the anxious symptoms have subsided a lot, if gone entirely. Yeah, because right, that's... If we just look at that, there's 12, 12 categories, hands, forearms, biceps, right? And you do each of those for 20 seconds. Yeah. It's not very long, uh-uh. right? And then you breathe and you go to the next group. So after you've um, tightened it for 20 seconds and then you take a deep breath and, breath and relax it um, on the exhale and then breathe a few more times just to, before you move on to the next muscle group, just kind of cleanse it through. Um, and then you can repeat once you get all the way done, if you want to do it again, you can repeat it again. Um, you can also pair this state that you achieve at the end when everything has been tightened and then fully relaxed with colors, images, words and then that will strengthen your association with your muscle relaxation i mean the idea is it it kind of creates a cue where when Mm -hmm. you think of blue or lake or calm safe Mm -hmm. place your body automatically starts to relax because it's cued yes kind of classical conditioning yes um which anything that helps you to get there is a good thing so right so if you've been practicing this for example if you get into very, very heightened spaces. If you're practicing this regularly, then as you get into that very heightened space, you can just think lake. Yep. And then your body's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> you know, and you can start working that through and it makes it a little easier, um, easier to get there. Yes. Okay. And last one. Finally, uh, the last one we're going to talk about with Bottom-up approaches, uh, DTP is sort of what the literature calls it, mm-hmm. or deep touch pressure. And this is just firm, tactile, sensory input. Yeah. Things like firm hugs, firm stroking, cuddling, hugging, squeezing, any sort of compression, swaddling. So when this is administered to the whole body, it has a calming, soothing organizing effect. And this isn't just for kids. We kind of know this about kids. I mean, we take newborns and wrap them up tight and it does have an effect. Well, this still works for adults. It's like, we don't outgrow this. So, Uh you know, practically what would I do? You can, um, wrap firmly in a blanket to make kind of a burrito. Mm -hmm. You can squish between soft pillows, like a sandwich. Um, firmly roll like a therapy ball or foam rolling pin on top of your trunk or legs and arms, Mm -hmm. um, some kind of deep vibration to the whole body. And we've seen weighted vests or compression garments or weighted blankets. Mm -hmm. These work too. Um, Or just bear hugs, deep massage, joint compressions. 
I have clients who, independent of this, she learned that when she's really, really anxious, it happened once and it worked. And so they do it a lot now. Mm -hmm. um, he came up behind her and gave her like a really firm hug. Yeah. And it Thanks, helped. Please. It felt good. So now they kind of have this routine where if she needs it, she just sort of crosses her arms in front of her chest. Yeah. Like an X. And he comes up behind and hugs her firmly. Yeah. Not like so tight, you know, it's hard to breathe or anything. Just firm pressure. And it makes her feel better. Yeah. So deep touch pressure is really it's good for huge. this. Yep. Yep. And especially if you have, um, if you have sensory, like where you're a ta very tactile person, if you're a sensory seeking person, this is going to be especially useful. So I have, um, almost all of my children are that way. I'm that way, but we'll do a lot of different things to help bring down anxiety or even just feel better, you know, mm -hmm. just have that really calming space. Um, I'll grab, um, pillows and different things. And then just like they'll lay down on the couch or something and I'll just push, push hard on like mm -hmm. just different areas and they'll different areas. They'll want more, um, than others. But yeah, if you have, or, you can get like the, not a foam roller that's hard, but like a soft, a softer one, big, long pillows that kind of like what they put under your knees when you go get a massage. Um, so that type of a thing. And you can use it to kind of roll, like push on it and roll it over their body. Mm. Um, that's, that's a good one. Um, other things I've done, like with my kiddo, my younger one, who is extremely sensory seeking and really needs quite a bit of pressure to release, um, those things. He'll sit behind me on the couch and put his head to the side a little bit. So I don't hit him, but, but he really loves it when, um, when I just like push, like I'll sit up and then I'll push my, my body back into the chair almost as hard as I can. And, um, so it squishes him into the couch and I'll just do that over and over and over. And he just is like, oh, it just feels so calming to him. So, yeah, a lot of these deep pressure things are going to be really, really good for kids with ADHD or um, yeah. or, or sensory seeking, which oftentimes goes together. So um, lots of different things that you can do. Just squeeze. I'll do that at church with his hands, his fingers yeah. and things just squeeze his finger as tight as I can and then squeeze the next one and then put my hand, put his hand between my hands, yep. put pressure on his forehead. He likes lay on my lap and I'll put a lot of, a lot of pressure on his forehead. And that is very calming to him. So different people, different, um, different things are going to be more useful, but just, there's a bunch of different ideas you can try with it, um, and see what you, what you like best or what your kids like best or your spouse that's helpful. So yeah. Good. Okay. These are some great techniques. I hope you think about these, pick one or two that you really like and then practice again. Yeah. None of this means anything if you don't actually practice. Yes. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you for listening to two therapists talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at two therapists, or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.